Hi guys, welcome to episode number 46 of Fashionpreneur Talk with Gitana Styling Podcast. How are you guys today? How's your fashion business? If you don't know me, this is Sandra speaking. I'm a fashion stylist and business consultant. And this podcast is about having genuine conversations about fashion entrepreneurship and getting your questions answered. If you have any questions, please send them to us at info at If you want to hang out with us, uh, go inside the free Facebook group, Fashion Entrepreneur Club Hangout. Remember, we also have amazing planners and principals to help you build a successful fashion business in our Etsy store or you can also join our monthly subscription to get pl one planner a month and revolutionize your business. Um, I'll leave links below um, but enough of that I just want to introduce this amazing guest I have here with me today like I said today's episode number 46 and her name is Stephanie Laflora. She is a beauty industry trailblazer. She's a serial entrepreneur and she's the founder of Crown Hunt. Crown Hunt is a digital marketplace for texture hair built to help existing hair entrepreneurs reach the 65% of the population with textured hair and to get their products, their services, and education. Thank you, Stephanie, so much for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, I love what you're doing. Uh, I love the content that you're sharing. And I wanted to bring you in because there's a big uh, portion of our following that are beauty entrepreneurs. And I know they want to connect with you and they want to know more about what you're doing because it's going to be so helpful for them. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. No, my pleasure. So tell us, Stephanie, a little bit about your business story because I, I find it really cool. Yeah, um, so my journey with Crown Hunt actually began for, with the hunt for my crown. I was trying to get my hair styled and I was turned away from five or six different salons actually. Um, and at the time I did not have these uh, beautiful faux locks. I had uh, just curly, a curly Afro and I was going into these different salons and I was trying to get a wash and blow dry. And I always say all that because people might think that I'm trying to get something that's very unique. I really was not. And um, in that effort to get my hair styled, I was turned away from all of these different salons and and really didn't understand what was happening and why. And I ended up in a conversation with one of the salon owners and that is when I learned as a consumer that um, cosmetology schools really did not teach how to style or care for curly and coily hair textures. And I was blown away by that. I really did not know that. Um, and that led me on this journey. I am originally from uh, the tech world. I worked at a data tech company for 10 years before um, venturing into Crown Hunt. And with that in mind, in the startup tech world, when I saw this problem, I immediately thought, wow, there's a, there's a product here. There's probably a really big business here. And that led me to having focus groups and conversations with folks in the hair industry and uncovering that there's actually a lot um of opportunity within this industry to improve it and make it more inclusive totally totally and i i completely understand because you know i am a stylist and i work a lot uh with fashion shows and i see that firsthand um we have beautiful models and it's such a big problem for them to to figure out you know what to do and i think it's so needed so i'm so glad that someone <laughs> you know noticed this and and took action so um, tell them a little bit more about Crown Hunt, because I explained really super quick, but, you know, I'll elaborate, please. Absolutely. So, um, 
Crown Hunt right now is a subscription for hairstylists to get continuing education on the two big gaps in the cosmetology school experience. One is curly and coily hairstyling, and the second is business. And so, um, you know, we're really in support of these entrepreneurs. We think of hair entrepreneurs as some of the most industrious entrepreneurs in our country. Uh, they are extremely diverse. They're 91% female, 38% BIPOC. And so we believe that helping these entrepreneurs um, improve their business, modernize their business, um, supporting them um, is something that has tremendous impact on our economy. So totally. that is today. Yeah. And then we're piloting in Denver um, later this year. Um, connecting these educated stylists who are getting this training with local consumers. So the idea is going back to my original problem of not being able to find a stylist that could style my hair. Mm -hmm. Now we are connecting, uh, we will be connecting stylists who are getting these certifications with consumers who are looking to get their hair styled uh, by people who know what they're doing. Awesome. Awesome. And what do you see happening in the beauty industry when it comes to this, to texture hair? Um, I mean, I, I think what you're doing is going to definitely open up a whole new, you know, opportunity for people. And like I said, I've been in the in the situation where I have to help people and I don't know, you know, um, what to do. I'm a, I am a wardrobe stylist, but I see how, you know, the models experience this. And obviously regular people, you just share your story and I can't believe, you know, having such a big population you know that we're encountering this so what do you see happening in that space yeah i mean a lot of change is happening right now i mean the real big caveat the moment of transition was really in 2020 and our country has dramatically changed yeah. um and, and really I, i won't even say it changed i will say that a big transformative moment yeah. happened in 2020 where you know following george floyd's death there was a awakening i think of of, of what is our culture and what do we want it to be mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people um voices were heard for the first time that had been talking for a long time so i want to say that because it, people have been talking for a long time mm -hmm. but for the first time in 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 a really long time voices were being heard that hadn't been heard and i think the hair industry responded the, similarly to every other industry where it was like where are our gaps where have we not been inclusive what things have we not done and so since then i will say that a lot of cosmetology schools have been trying to figure out how they can include um you know this textured hair education and we're you know also partnering with organizations like that so if you are running a cosmetology school you know reach out to us because we can we can assist with that but the response from the industry has been positive but there's also this need to um you know put that into practice right mm -hmm. like there's an awareness stage and then there's like okay now how do we actually practically do this you can include the curriculum but you know conversations i've had with cosmetology schools is even though they might have and i'm talking about the big names even though they have um added this curriculum they actually don't have the relationships with the educators yeah. to teach curriculum and yeah. so they have it but they their their entire organization is still yeah. lacking the skill even from the educator level so we've actually um you know been partnering with organizations to even train their educators so i think the industry is definitely trending in a really positive way i think there are a lot of bipoc entrepreneurs that have been creating hair products and creating education and we've been mm -hmm. you know really excited to partner with those incredibly talented people 
That's awesome. And you're being true to your work as an entrepreneur, which is really seeing what's happening out there and taking action, like you said, because it's not just talking, you have to take action and turn it into something actionable, something that people can adapt and use so we can actually improve. And you're doing that, which I love and I and I support you 100% with that. And um, I wanted to ask because you always talk in, in your website and when you when you know you talk about entrepreneurship and things like that, you talk a lot about your partner. And I know there's a lot of people here that you know they have asked me in our community, you know, they they feel like they are lacking a lot of support in certain areas, but really scared about partnering with someone. And I would love for you to tell them how has your experience been with your partner um, in your business? Yeah, um, so Ryan Holderman is a co-founder of Crown Hunt, and we met um, actually at the same tech startup out here in Boulder, Colorado, um, 10 years ago. And, you know, I think we have a really shared passion for entrepreneurs, but specifically entrepreneurs of color and how to uh, bring resources to um, these people and have them have access to all the things that they should have access to to have amazing thriving businesses. Coming from the tech world, I think we both appreciate um, really just how many resources are out there. Like if you are in tech, there are so many companies that are excited for you to learn more about your craft. They want to help you. They want to support you. There's so many communities, even minority communities. There's actually a lot of them that have come up in the last few years mm -hmm. that are supporting people in the tech industry. And so there's a ton, a plethora of resources. But then when you look at other industries, you don't necessarily see that being mirrored. And one of the things that I've noticed that we both noticed in the hair industry is that that was something that really just wasn't there. So we have a really shared passion mm -hmm. about creating these same type of resources mm -hmm. um, in these other industries as we have experienced in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not, I think we both have a shared understanding as well that the reason why some of these resources aren't in these other industries is because of how diverse the industries are. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's like, you know, how do we do that? So I think that if you have a partner um, that really, really aligns with your why for your business, um, that's a really great place to be because then they'll be able to um, have vision for that as well. Awesome. And you mentioned, so your background in, in technology, you just made those comparisons. What what else do you think from your back in the day, you know, when you work in, in those kind of jobs and not only the tech part, but also your skills or your personal skills, your leadership skills, whatever it may be. Um, how did those skills help you in this business and what you're doing right now? Oh my goodness. Okay. So one thing I would say that's just like advice, um, because this has really been a big win for me personally. And it's something that I've never really heard people talk about, but it's definitely part of my story. And that is, I have always been an extremely creative person who's always tinkering with something. Mm -hmm. I always had like, I'm making a brand over here, or I came up with a product over there. And, you know, I didn't do those, these things full time. These are things that I did on the side while having a full time job. Mm -hmm. and and having kids and like these were things that I did because I just love to do it mm -hmm. and it was just fun to me mm -hmm. and I cannot tell you there are so many skills mm -hmm. that I gained yeah. throughout doing projects because I just love to do them people yeah. talk about passion projects sometimes as though yeah. it's cute you know like yeah. it's 
So passion projects can be the thing that ends up making you money, paying mm-hmm. your bills. It can be the thing that sets you up with the right um, community to actually build something big. Um, like the the passion projects that I did on the side of my job have given me as much return as my actual jobs that I had in my um, and not just in money, but also in just skill. Like I practiced these things a million times over because I was doing this work at work, but I was also doing this work on my own. And I had all the flexibility to experiment. I wasn't so worried about um, making mistakes because I was just having fun and doing stuff. So I would say my biggest uh, piece of advice is give your, don't underestimate the power of your passion project. Um, and it doesn't have to turn into a big business, but the practice mm-hmm. of going at work and experimenting and trying things and, and figuring out what works and enjoying yourself, that priceless. I couldn't agree more. I feel like a lot of people don't give themselves permission to experiment, you know, and undo these things because, oh, they have this position or they have this job or they're doing this thing. And I agree with you 100%. I remember that. I always liked fashion and I always was involved in it somehow, but I went to school for TV production because, you know, I wanted to work on TV. You did too? Awesome. There you go. (laughs) And I love it. I love writing. I love producing. And then what happened was that as I kept working, you know, in commercials and TV shows and things like that, I started incorporating fashion into it. Like I started doing wardrobe. I started advising people when they were upset, what should you wear or whatever. But I have to tell you, I always, I was in school and I was going, I was modeling. I was at my nine to five and on the weekends, I would freelance with fashion magazines. I was, you know, I always, I I can identify so much with what you're saying because I was always, you know, giving, you know, I felt like doing something, I did it. And that's what helped me incorporate that into my nine to five, you Mm -hmm. know, because I had the experience, I had the communications, I had the contacts, all of that stuff. And and that's how, and you know, a lot of people, they feel this passion for doing different things and they don't explore them again because, you know, they're focused on that thing. And, and, And I agree with you, it can give you so much. I mean, creativity, connections, money, I mean, you name it, right? confidence because if you again if you can experiment and try things when the stakes aren't high exactly you can actually figure out your formula yeah you can actually like i mean experimentation is huge it's a really big deal to have freedom in creating allows you to find that thing Mm -hmm. in ways that you may not be able to find it if you if you had all the pressure on you um so yeah like passion products are huge and what the what i did i created brands i i experimented with um you know how do i sell products how do I market products? How do I, I mean, branding and marketing is my background. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm like the most passionate about. I mm-hmm. love creating experiences. I love telling stories. Um, and so experimenting with that over time. And that's what actually allowed me to see like, oh, I can, tr- this translates to so many things. Yes. There's so much you can do um, with that. And also, like I said, it gave me confidence because totally. then, you know, by the time I was doing certain jobs that started as a passion project, but now I'm getting hired to do it. Mm-hmm. I've got so many reps under my belt because I've done this totally. a whole bunch of times on my own. Um, mm-hmm. So it's huge. And they all help you in what you're doing right now. <laughs> like so much. They, do. they really do. Like, I mean, cause I was building websites. I was making apps. I was 
designing, I was writing, I was selling, I was, I mean, cause when I did the passion projects, I did everything myself. Of course. So, um, you know, it went way beyond what my corporate experience had been. And now, you know, I've got 10 plus years of experience doing exactly. those things. That has exactly. been huge in helping me um, do what I'm doing. And people know too. Yeah. Sometimes you can feel like if you're doing passion projects, it can feel like people will be like, oh, that's cute. You know, like kind of downplay it. No, actually people really admire you yeah. when they see you um, having fun and doing things you love to do and taking it seriously. Like mm-hmm. don't underestimate even other people witnessing yeah. you in your passion. Like it really inspires people. And even what we're doing today, people wouldn't be as as excited about Crown Hunt had they not seen me do those other things. Cause they're like, oh no, I know you, I know how you do things, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. And let me ask you, cause another topic you talk a lot about is um, uh, investing in your business, looking for funding. And that's another topic that can be a little taboo for a lot of people. They're very scared. Um, what has your experience experience been like in, in that area with the funding? That's a great question. So um, one thing worth uh, noting, we have a crowd fund right now. And what is, I'll explain what that means. But we have a crowd fund right now that's live, that's ending this month. And we're doing a really big push on that this week, actually. Um, but I, I will say this, um, the crowd, what is a crowdfund? A crowdfund is when you can invest in a company early on mm-hmm. and um, in exchange for equity uh, within that company. So it's different than a Kickstarter where you're supporting and you might get a product early or something like that in return. This is actually you being able to invest in the company and have the potential for a return when and if the company sells um, or has some other um, um, sales related event. So um, that's a whole lot of words, but really one of the things that I think is really interesting right now is that um, for since only since 2016 has this been a thing that's been possible. Yeah. So if you can think about, you know, big companies that you know, Uber, mm-hmm. Facebook, whatever, mm-hmm. all those companies were funded by people who were called, you know, institutional investors mm-hmm. uh, prior to 2016, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way that you could invest in a company early on, even if you knew that you trusted and believed in the person who's creating the company, you believed in the product, you understood the problem, even if you got all of that, you could not legally invest yeah. in a company prior to 2016 if yeah. you weren't an institutional investor and there was a bunch of qualifications for you yeah. to be able to do that. But today, people can actually, regular, ordinary people yeah. can invest with as little as $100 yeah. in um, to early stage companies. And I think it's a pretty big opportunity. We are doing this because, um, you know, I believe that people should get the opportunity to invest in companies early on so they can get those larger returns. It also is a really big deal because people understand the problem that we're trying to solve, right? Like yeah. you have curly hair, you already know you cannot go to any salon to get your hair done. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about because, you know, they won't give you the most precise look that you want that you saw on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they will mess your hair up. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal because mm-hmm. that shouldn't be the case. Like, yeah. why is that? Um, so we really don't believe that there should be a hierarchy of hair. Mm-hmm. And so when we are talking about investing in Crown Hunt, one of the things that I think is great is that people understand the problem. So being able to invest in something that you get that you understand is a really big deal. And and so 
it's challenging to raise a company to to raise money. Um, it's different depending on which way you go. Doing the crowdfund to me, I I love to do it, even though it's more work because you're getting smaller investments at a time. So it's yeah. a lot of work because you're not getting giant checks. Yeah. Um, what I love about it though is that people understand it, mm -hmm. and you're connecting with your own audience. Institutional mm -hmm. investors, which is another piece that we've done that's getting money from like venture capitalists and things like that. We have done that. Um, that is its own journey and it's hard in its own different ways. Uh, some of which, because most investors don't look like me, uh, venture capitalists don't look like me. Um, they are typically white men and they don't necessarily always understand the problem that we're solving. So it's, it's, it's a different challenge in that way. So, you know, I'm constantly navigating all kinds of worlds and I'm fluent in lots of cultural languages and yeah. that, that is helpful. No, I get it. And I'm so grateful, you know, technology has this, you know, of course there's a lot of bad things happening, but I always tell people there's so many good things happening <laughs> with technology. Technology has opened the world for us, for the regular people to do so many things. And that's proof everything that you're talking about to have access to incorporate uh, people who believe in your cause and, and make them part of your business and give you feedback and, you know, help you and contact you. That didn't exist. That didn't exist before. It's a, it's a big tool. And I'm so glad that you shared it with them because, you know, if you are looking for support, I want them to support you. And, you know, it, everybody has a, a You know, there's so many amazing projects out there that we can really be a part of and maybe we don't have all the knowledge or we don't have, but you know, you are there, you know, showing up and doing the work. So it's a great opportunity for people to to participate and, and help you with this journey. And I wanted to ask, uh, talking about this, where do you see the company going? What, what is your vision for the future? What would it, you like it to be uh, someday? Yeah, absolutely. So ultimately, we're on a mission to make life with curly hair easier. Okay. Um, and that begins by educating the stylists that have not been educated on how to style curls. But then where we see it going from there is connecting those educated stylists with consumers who are looking to get their hair styled, mm -hmm. right? So now, I sh you know, in, in the future, we see me being able to look and find a stylist near me that can do the looks that I want. Mm -hmm. And then also beyond that, we see uh, product recommendations as something that um, would be phenomenal. So people being able to get uh, products re recommended based on um, their hair type. So all of this, um, you know, really sums up and we're trying to make life with curly hair easier. And we also are really invested in the, the culture of of curls and hair and I, and I think it is a broad cultural conversation because there's no person that I talk to doesn't matter what their background is they don't have to be black they they can be from any background I talk to Afro Latino women or Latino women with 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 curly hair or I talk to Indian women with curly hair I talk to Jewish women Italian women men and women with curly hair mm -hmm. and the truth is that curls are interesting because it's like a real deep cultural history and especially in this country mm -hmm. at least for the last 30 years up until recently people have been feeling like that their hair is not professional mm -hmm. that they are not attractive mm -hmm. unless they have it straight And there's a real rejection of that right now. And I love that because I'm mm -hmm. a rebel and I believe that people should be happy and okay. feel um, confident in their natural state. And um, so we're really invested in the cultural conversation as well. So I think, you know, making life with curly hair easier, but also having really interesting cultural conversations around that.
I totally agree. Me, you know, as a stylist, I also work with regular women, you know, entrepreneur women, one-on-one. -on -one. And it's so important to feel good about yourself and how you look and everything. And I never like, you know, the clothing is supposed to make you feel good, but you have to feel good about yourself. You know, it's about you. It's not about the clothing. Who cares what you're wearing? Of course, we all love designer stuff and things like that. But the thing is how it makes you feel. How do you feel about yourself? Um, all those things are just embellishments. They're there to make you just be a little better to, you know, to express perhaps your personality or things like that, you know, but you have to, it has to come from within. And, um, you know, when you talk about women not feeling like, oh, it's not professional to have hair this way or that way, like those things, we have to get rid of those things and find what works for us and I think you're doing an amazing job um, with this project um, I really um, I had so much fun here talking with you um, where can people connect with you Stephanie your website of course I'll leave links below but tell people you know what do you prefer are you you're very active on Instagram I see also so I don't know tell them <laughs> yeah okay so um, you can go and sign up as a stylist uh, for crown hunt get our subscription at crownhunt.io um, and then on Instagram we're popping at Crown Hunt and I also post lots of stuff at Stephanie LaFlora and really what I'm posting is about how to stay encouraged and stay on mission as a person who's on a mission um, you know I'm encouraging myself and I'm encouraging y'all at the same time that's like what I'm doing on my Instagram and on Crown Hunt there's plenty of content related to curls and coils Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for being here today. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. If you want to connect with Stephanie, we'll leave all the links below. If you want to support her, I don't know if the podcast will be out before the crowdfunding, but if not, connect with her on Instagram um, so you know when the next stage is coming and you can, you know, support the business in any way you want. Um, thank you for hanging out with us today. And we just want to wish you an awesome rest of your week and we will see you guys in the next episode okay thank you thank you so much for having me thank you